Hello and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed, a podcast about stepping into the areas of pain to allow God to heal and saturate every aspect of our life. I am your host, Ellie Hope Herringshaw, and I'm really, really glad you're here today. Today we are entering a series on divorce prevention. So this podcast episode is a sort of like the intro of the next several weeks where we're going to be talking about how to prevent divorce before marriage and during marriage. Essentially, it's really just about how to have a thriving marriage from the perspective of a divorced woman, meaning me. (laughs) In this particular episode, you're going to hear from my dad, Mark Herringshaw, and we have a dialogue about how to just have a a really healthy marriage and, um, and in that way, avoid divorce. So let's get into the episode. Enjoy it. It's been a while since you've been here. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> it has. It's been a while. It has been a while. I should introduce myself again to uh, your faithful audience. And hopefully, new audience too. Yes, hopefully they may not. <laughs> they probably have no idea who I am. Well, you're my dad. Yes. Welcome, I am your dad. Yes, and Mark. Honored Herringshaw. to be so. Yeah. And your birthday your is daughter. coming up, by the way, and um, so hey. happy birthday! This. It yeah, is. It and is. Father's Day is coming up. Father's Day is coming up, yes. Yeah. Okay. We've All shared we've shared Father's Day and my birthday a couple times. Yep. Once when we were on a missions trip in Mexico. You remember that? That was the coolest. Yeah. That was the one of one of my best birthdays. Yeah. That was amazing. It's when I turned nine. In an orphanage. It was beautiful. Yeah, we were in Juarez. What a cool way to and it was just the two of us on that trip too. That's I right. mean, we were with we were with the church, but it was just us. That was really that was really special. It really was. Yeah, yeah, so good. And your marathon is coming up. All of the things we're just updating everybody on all of the things. I'm running Twin Cities Mar- or No, I'm running Grandma's Marathon on the 22nd. Yes, two days after my birthday. Yeah, big miracle story for you too, isn't it? Because you you had some real challenges in your training. Yeah, so I will believe that we will, that I will finish the marathon. You will. And yeah. Grandma's marathon really... for um for your non-Minnesota audience is um on the north shore mm-hmm. of Lake Superior. So it's it, it goes up the north or starts up the north shore and comes down yep. to Duluth. It is Well, it's actually like the tip beautiful. of Lake Superior. Yeah. We call it the North Shore because it's the north, north for us. of Minnesota, yes. but it's kind of like the south of yes. Lake Superior. Yeah. But yeah, it starts, um, you really just run, you run downhill <laughs> and the lake is on your left <laughs> the Some whole time. Of the most beautiful so, country that there is. 26.2 miles and I'm going to do it. You did it two years ago. I did. I did it. I, I ran the first marathon, my first marathon when I was going through my divorce and it was super hard, yeah. but so important and just really important for my healing. Do you have that picture um, that the uh, newspaper took of you. Do you have that on your website? I do not. I don't have rights to publish it. Oh. Yeah. So I, yeah, so I was, beautiful. I was featured on the, because I was weeping <laughs> at the finish line and I was, I was featured at the, um, like one of the local channels here um, at just a finisher's picture. And I was just, I was crying. I mean, I was like, I, yeah, it just had crossed the finish line. And this, this picture is just beautiful because it just, it was like all of the things I was feeling. Yeah, <laughs> it was just in wow. one photo. So I actually reached out to the photographer and I was like, Hey, can I have this? This is kind of what I'm doing. And, um, when well, I hadn't even started the ministry yet right. and, um, 
And he said, yeah, you can use it, but just privately. So I was like, okay. Let's, let's try <laughs> so again. Let's try again. I may. I may try again. Well, I, I do have the, yeah, I do have that that picture, but it, that, that, that photo means a lot to me because it was, um, because that marathon meant a lot to me. Yeah. And so I am really excited to to run this next things are th- marathons are are incredible um metaphors analogies for so much of our what, life what else could a marathon be described as or used as a metaphor for yeah, yeah. many things what One we're talking thing. about today <laughs> what a segue what a segue <laughs> i'm working on it i'm trying to be better at like transitions after a year of doing this i should be better at that but i'm not going to shut on myself I did not cuss. I just said should. Um, I'm not going to should on myself. But um, yeah, today we're talking about, we're, we're entering a series. I've moved the podcast into talking more in series form rather than individual topics. And um, I'm really excited about this series because it's super important. And, um, and it's really about preventing divorce by having a thriving marriage from you know, with a little asterisk yeah. there yeah. from a divorced person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I want to speak about this because I'm so passionate about marriage, particularly because I've had it and I've lost it. And yeah. I just want to shake people and let them know you have no idea. I really, we, we, we don't know what we have. You know, we don't know the precious thing that we're given when we have, when we, when we vow our heart to someone and that other person vows their heart to us. We don't know what really what that means. We'll never know. So, so what you're saying is actually from someone who has had that hope broken and you're now reclaiming it through this process, you have a unique perspective to speak to people who are still in covenant, maybe, maybe they're struggling, but are still in covenant to really be able to say, Hey, watch it. And, um, and know how precious the, the the treasure really is that you have in a way you can speak in a, you you can speak from a unique perspective on that. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I really think I, I really think I can because, and for a while I've thought, I was disqualified from talking about it because I've had it and lost it. And now I think the opposite. I think I have an authority to speak on this because of, because of where I've come from and yeah. And it's real, it's just really important. You know, I I hadn't thought of this until you just said that, but I think about over, I think over the last year, let's say how you've spoken back into our marriage, my marriage with your mom and just just challenging us on communication, challenging us on making sure we're shoring things up. Yeah. And you've been really bold to do that. Yeah, I have kind of. It's okay. It's been good. <laughs> we well, we've actually needed it given all the things we've gone through yeah. this last year. So um yeah, maybe this is coming out a, a little bit of um you seeing your role, you're you're working with people whose lives um, have changed and shifted yeah. and are needing to reclaim, but you're also stepping back and realizing, wait a minute, maybe we can have input before it gets to that point. Right. Or before you make the vows. Yeah, that too. I mean, so yeah. the, the, the importance of, of even just recognizing the, 
the weightiness yeah. of a wedding, of of a covenant. And yes, it's fun and it's amazing and you're in love and that's all wonderful. But but to to, to understand the the gravity of it. And yeah. um yeah, it's just really it's it's something that's really on my heart and I believe that that this ministry will have a divorce prevention aspect. I would yeah. love to do yeah. I I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but some premarital counseling of some kind um that's further down the line, but you know, I was thinking about um the prevention piece of um you know, preventing the dysfunction of relationships. Um a few years ago, I started having lower back issues mm-hmm. and nothing, you know, debilitating. But um, when I uh, I was talking to a uh, trainer, a physical trainer, and, and and he just challenged me, look, at your age, I'm 59 now, you have to be proactive to work at your core. Yeah. That, like, if you have a healthy core, then your back will follow. But you can't, like, just work on your back. It doesn't right. help just to go to the chiropractor or would do just back exercises in isolation. The point is, if I'm healthy at the core, yeah. my back will follow. Yep. If I stretch my hamstrings and all the things that you're supposed to do, be healthy, and then the problems don't come. If right. you have, you know, if you have a healthy immune system, you don't get cancer. Hmm. So sometimes I, I, I think we, you know we have a treatment oriented culture. We treat the symptoms and we treat the condition instead of, uh, see that health is the treatment. And I think that's a bit of what you're saying, right? You're like, like work ahead of time before you get married all during the marriage on the health of the marriage. Yeah. And that's the best treatment of the prevention of divorce. Right. So yeah, so maybe I'm taking the, I'm calling it divorce prevention. We should call it have a thriving, healthy marriage and be happy and love God and which, love one which another. Is too long, <laughs> which is too long to title the podcast. Divorce right? prevention may be like a little bit more, I don't know, like provocative. Provocative. Like, yes. Maybe you want to get hits people on your, will listen. Yeah, yeah. Calling oh, it divorce a, prevention from a, a divorced person. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But the short answer is be healthy, right? It is, and, yeah. Uh, and I mean, and I, it's not about it's not about just taking a you know we don't want to just say you know take a like take a painkiller. Yeah. If you're sick, if you have pain, then treat the pain. Right. Like focus. You know, if we're if we're having back pain, for example, that means that there's something there's something off. Right. Pain is an indicator of something. Right. And so pain points to something yep. that's an issue. Yep. So to, you know, to push past the pain, to to just medicate the pain, we're not getting to the core of the issue. Yeah. And so I think that's the same thing with this, that we have to, you know, we, we, have, to, we have to do the preventative work and we actually have to treat the pain. I have a friend who's a, a therapist. You actually know him. I think you've talked with him, Steve Weiss. You know Steve. I, yeah. And, um... He, uh, I remember years ago, he was talking uh, about people who come into his clinic too late. He's going to be on the podcast. Is he really? Yeah. So, I was trying to decide whether to say that right now. Okay. <laughs> I haven't recorded Hi, with Steve. him, but he's going to come on the podcast. But but um, but wait, but people who who wait until the pain is so stacked up, yeah, that at times, it, not that it's ever too late. 
it's just a lot harder work. Yes. Um, if, if we wait too long. Yeah. So the prevention can be, and, and I suppose you're going to be addressing things like how do you get premarital counseling yeah. and, yep. and, and how can you facilitate communication? Yeah. I, I, I was mentioning this to you earlier that, um, I think that, um, our marriage, we've been married 36 years now and we, we could have been healthier had we had more thorough communication before and early on in our marriage about things that were in our histories. Yeah. I could have been more open without spinning it. I think I had a tendency mm-hmm. out of shame to spin certain things in my pre-life. Hold on. I just want to point that out. You said out of shame. You yes. had a tendency to do that? Yes. That's what, exactly what shame does. Right. Yeah. And then later when those things have come out sideways and they've come out in yeah. other unhealthy ways, uh, I mean, that that was a, a real danger to our marriage. And so I think having probably objective eyes through, you know, community or counseling, that kind of forced those discussions. Yeah. And there's a commitment to really be transparent about that. And we, I mean, we could, we could go on and talk more about that and maybe we need a session on that, but that would be, that is a key, I think, to health is openness. I mean, that was a hard lesson for me to learn because wow. that was a hard way to, a hard thing for me. Openness yeah. and transparency because of the shame was very hard because I was afraid if I was completely open, I would lose this woman. Wow. So I was open but spun things. Yeah. And and hid certain corners of, yeah. the, of it. Yeah. Did you and mom do premarital counseling? Yes. But I'd, but we we didn't deliberately like unfold things in any kind of a systematic way. Was there really was that, was that encouraged by your premarital counselor? Um that's a really good question. I have to ask mom. I don't think so. I don't remember that yeah. that was like a project. It almost needs yeah. to be a project and you need help like walking walking through that. I think there were some, you know, counseling and prayer ministry things after our marriage, but even then, um, yeah, it was probably more on my, on my part, just not really being thoroughly communicative. Hmm. And that's part of, you know, family culture and things that, you know, it's taken years for me yeah. to live that out and live with some of the, the harsher consequences of hiding that's what, I mean, so many people never, never deal with that on a personal level. <laughs> yep. That's the thing that it has to be about understanding our identity. Yes. First. Yeah. And then. Yes. And then being able to come to a marriage and a marriage covenant and saying, this is who I am. This is how God has saved me. Yeah. This is, this is my past. <laughs> like being honest w- with right. that, but then recognizing and seeing there is shame that could be attached to this, but I'm sacrificing that and giving that to the Lord. And, and just as a caveat too, for this podcast episode, this could so easily, this episode and this series could turn into people experiencing shame because, because we're talking about divorce prevention. And if you are divorced, you could be like, 
oh, great, I didn't do that, I didn't do that, I didn't do that, and... Or even if your marriage has survived and later on you've grown into health, it's really easy to look back. Even like the comments I just made, it's easy for me yes. to look back and go, oh, how many years did did I live subpar? Well, did, and was our marriage subpar because of that? You were, you were living in shame right. then, which kept you silent to it. Yep. And now you're looking back and feeling shame About, for living yeah, in shame. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, that's, that's, I think that's actually really accurate. So push that it's, aside. It's an identity question, yes. right? It's, it's, it's this sense that our identity is wrapped up with our behaviors and we really don't know who we are in Christ. Right. And it's taking me years to really understand the gospel. Well, and I was, so I was just upstairs and I was, we're recording this at your house. It's my childhood home. And I was just, I was just upstairs talking to mom and I was like, mom, what do you, what do you think we should cover in divorce prevention? And she, you know, really just like, honestly was like, oh, well, you know, these are the things that kind of just kind of shaping the conversation to being about what she could have done better to prevent my divorce. And I was like, mom, that's not at all what I mean. And I really wanted to be like, I was like, mom, that's not helpful for you. And that's not helpful for me. Right. You know, it's not helpful for anybody, for any of us to look back and think, oh, I could have done this better. It really isn't. I mean, I, I, there are a lot of things that I look back and I think I could have done that better. I could have asked this and blah, blah, blah. That's what my therapy is for. (laughs) And that's what, that's what my, you know, my bringing other people into it. But, um, but, but, but looking back and thinking and looking back with regret is just a really hard thing. So really what it sounds like you want to do with this series is, is really just talk. When you say divorce prevention, you're talking about healthy relationships. Yeah. What are the components of healthy relationships? And we can always go forward no matter where we are. We can go forward, you know, the, the words of Jesus are repent and believe the good news. Repent is simply, I mean, we've, it has such a, well, yeah, it has such a a, sort of a nasty connotation, you know, somebody holding up a repent sign on the street corner. It's, it's, it's just turning and going the other way. Mm -hmm. And then, but the believing the good news is I believe in the gospel. I believe that when God says, I forgive and forget, he literally takes it out of history it's not Mm, there yeah i I don't know how he can do that and so we don't have to keep looking back and think right oh god thank you for forgiving me for that or you you know i mean even just yep yeah we don't have we don't have to do that anymore because it's gone it's erased and it died on the cross with jesus yep yeah and that's you know when when a man and a woman who are in covenant understand that and share that same worldview, then we can open up and be transparent and the shame evaporates in the light of God's love and goodness. Yeah. And, um, so this will be, this is going to be a, a very, I think a rich conversation as you go forward in these topics. Yeah. These next few weeks are going to be really cool. It's really, really rich because, well, a lot of us can glean from it. Mm-hmm. And um, whether whether you're married or not, yeah. or hope to be, or want to be single for the rest of your life, well, you're uh, surrounded by married people. <laughs> I mean, I even I even see this as uh, this is reclaiming grounds of a positive relationship. Even if you're married, there's things to reclaim in everybody's life. 
marriage is hard. Yeah. Yes. Marriage is hard. And and you know that. You know, I'm 36 years, 37 yeah. years. Yeah. 37? Well, we were we were married in 1983. Math. So what does that <laughs> what does that make? It? <laughs> Wait, no, it's 30 it's 36, right? Yeah, 36 yeah. years. Oh heavens. I was homeschooled, so. (laughs) 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 Um, But but yeah, marriage is hard. It's really, really hard work, and and to get to get a perspective at the beginning before you're even married that says that says this marriage is important. The heart of this person is the most precious gift you will ever receive on this earth. Like the most precious gift we could ever get is salvation period. The next best thing is another person's heart and a covenant and a ring on your finger, yeah. period. I'm sorry. That, that, that's just how it is. And, and so to have the gravity of that, it's so, it's huge. It's, it's just so important. Yeah. And, and so to have the, the, yeah, to, I could just, I could. So, yeah. so, so <laughs> I, so I think that again, this gets back to the first start of our conversation, yes. the perspective you can bring is a recognition and understanding of how precious that gift is. Yes. And yep. you see that because it, that, because I that, had it and lost it. Because that bubble burst for you. And um, yeah, so you and, see the value of it. And now I go to, you know, I see my, my brothers are married and they're, you know, starting families. And I, I mean, I intercede for marriages. Like I've, I've, I consider that a, I consider that a gift and I consider that a high priority because I was at their weddings <laughs> and I witnessed their covenants. So yeah, I, I challenge, I challenge my friends that invited me there. I mean, I think we need to do more of that. We need to do more of actually involving ourselves in the covenants that we witness. Yeah. You know, it's, it's why you've done, a, you've done about a thousand weddings. It's, you've, it's, you've, I think it's why weddings and the community aspect of the wedding is so important because it actually is a team sport. I mean, it's not just two people going, Hey, let's do life together. Exactly. But we all witness that commitment and we now know, okay, this is, this is what we can expect from these two people. This is the state of their life now. And it, it orders it for, for us. And then we know I have the right to speak into them to help them keep their word to each other so Mm -hmm. it's a community experience so so that's and that'll be part of your discussions won't it like how do you involve other people that's part of preventing the destruction of a marriage yes um yeah it would be it would be um almost impossible to do it alone almost impossible to do it alone well i mean it's even interesting that we're supposed to have a witness even in yeah. the le- just the legal right. wedding, going to the courthouse, you, you need a witness. witness. You need at least one person that says you did this. That's that's pretty cool, right? Yes. Because it's more than just it's more than just a um, I don't know a notary. Yep. So yep. involving community is just wow, wildly important. What would um you've done premarital counseling? You've you've given premarital counseling, mm-hmm. right? Yes. What are your um what would you suggest for somebody who is um 
just freshly engaged or even seriously dating in general? What would you? I, I do think it's it starts with having the same deep level understanding of what marriage is. If we define it differently and we come into this, hmm. even saying, okay, yes, we're going to get married, but we define what we mean as marriage differently inside. Right. Oh, this is my roommate. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if you just think it's like a convenience thing or if you think it's a, wow, that's yep. really interesting. So if I know what it is and I see the world through that lens and I am with someone who sees it differently, then we're not even talking about the same thing. I think mm. the first thing is a, col- a collaborative worldview. Interesting. Yeah. And I think marriage, as you said, because it's next to your intimate relationship with God, it is the most intimate relationship. It's therefore key to how we see the world. So I, and yeah, but I view it very seriously. Yes. It's, yeah. It's, it's covenant. It's, and, and I, I've talked with people even that are married that are, that don't consider it that as seriously as I right. do, or right. even that are, that are divorced, right. that don't yep. feel it as strongly as I do. Historic, the, historically, the, the Roman Catholic church and, um, some other, um, more liturgical churches have actually seen it as sacrament. Right. That is, yes. it is, it's, it's a way by which the grace of God flows in our lives. Yeah. Yep. So, um, do you think it is? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Well, well, yeah, you know what? I would say it is a way by which the grace of God flows in our lives. If you want to call that a sacrament, I don't know that there are, like, I don't know that I, I would be Catholic in the sense that I, there are set numbers of sacraments. I think there's many ways that the grace of God flows in our lives, mm-hmm. but marriage is certainly one and a very unique one. Yeah. Um, I, celibacy in, and being single is another one, though, too, right? Oh, so boy. there's another, that's a way by which we, we find the heart of God that you actually can't know when you're married. And likewise, it goes the other way. Yeah. Someone so who's true. married. I mean, Paul said that. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, so there's, there's just different ways of finding different angles in the heart of God. In the midst of suffering, we know the heart of Jesus. I want to know Christ, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings. There's, so, a, there's a suffering part of knowing God that doesn't come any other way. Wow. That's really interesting. Um, why is divorce so terrible? Wow. Because I would say the very meaning of life is structured around marriage that that the the story of history begins with a man and a woman in a garden and it ends with Jesus and his bride at in a city uh, with a great celebration and there's a coming together and so therefore everything in between marriage is a picture it's a living picture by which we come to understand that so for for divorce it's a, it's literally a tearing um, of something sacred, something yeah. eternal. Mm-hmm. And I, I always, it amazes me because I've been, I've been to so many weddings and been part of so many of them and would say the same thing about, you know, my own marriage with your mom, that um, there's something that you watch happen yeah. in a wedding. You're, 
it's like, oh my goodness. Yep. Don't tread on this. There's something sacred at that moment when two people say words and those words create something that has never been before. Yeah. And so divorce unsays those words and there's no way to to tear apart. It's like a wood, you know, it's like a piece of plywood yeah. that's been glued together. You can, Once it's glued together, you can't take it apart again. Without there's, tearing it up. Yeah, there's pieces. There's pieces. There's there's remnants. There's there's leftovers. So it's 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 important to prevent it. Yep. Because sometimes people, and I've sat with people who think that their pain is going to go away by the divorce, cool. and actually, <laughs> well, actually, let me tell you, right. that's not true. <laughs> I wish I could say that was true. Yeah. It's it, divorce is incredibly painful. Yeah. And, um. And sometimes we we've said this before, right? Sometimes, even even though it's never God's first best, sometimes it is the best in the situation. I hundred percent agree. In which God will create a new first best out of it, but it's painful, and if at all cost, yeah, prevent it. Well, and I and. I just never, ever want this podcast to glorify divorce. I never want it to say, oh, well, if you're just having a hard time, like just go get divorced. That is not at all what I want Um, because because this is so it's so important. And so marriage is so beautiful. And I believe in healing. I believe in restoration. And just because that didn't happen in my life and just because it didn't happen in a lot of the people, a lot of the interviews that I bring in this podcast I, that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. And that doesn't mean that, right. that God isn't able to heal and restore. Uh, and I would say, I, I bet you would believe you would believe this too, is that any situation could be redeemed. A hundred percent. It doesn't because really matter. Because our God is that good. Right. It doesn't matter how far it seems to have gone. Exactly. It can be redeemed. It requires two individuals. Two willing parties. Who would say, Let's let God redeem this. Yes, and be willing to then to pay the price to unearth and I'm willing to, all the stuff. I'm willing to open myself yeah, up right. to all of the corners of my heart, yes. even the ones that feel shame. Um, and I I read a beautiful statistic. Um, it was brought in one of my last podcasts with with Lisa Frost, and she said and she cited this that when couples pray together every single day, less than one percent of them end in, end in divorce. Wow, that is huge. So there's your, there's your, there's your prevention right there. There we go. Right there. That's it. I mean, 50% of marriages end in divorce, whether you're Christian or whether you're not, that's, there's no difference. But only 1%. Less than 1%. Wow. That, that pray together regularly, daily end in divorce. There's the button right there, folks. and, (laughs) and, And that actually is because they those individuals understand what marriage is it actually yeah. is something eternal and well, not, not 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 that not, marriage is no, eternal no, yeah, in I, heaven yeah yes i i needed to catch yes. myself <laughs> what i mean by that it is a picture of eternity yes and therefore um therefore um the relationship with yes. god that we have together is the point yeah. i actually would say it's not it's not surprising because I think marriage, you, you said marriage is hard. I'd say it's like next to impossible without hmm. without God. There's certainly people who are married, yeah. have good marriages that aren't Christians. 
There's but, Christians who don't have good marriages. But that three th- third strand of a three yeah. a three strand yeah. cord, that's the key. And th- you know, that's not just a nice poem that is read at yeah. weddings or um, it's Bible. It's yeah, it's it there's there's something so powerful about that yeah. and it's um yeah. and that is actually the miracle. Yep. The miracle is including including the Lord. It, which which is to say then let's really believe that this series will be a catalyst for miracles. Oh, okay. That it will be a catalyst <laughs> for marriages being um some of them being saved. Yes. And all of them being strengthened. Yes. And for those that aren't married for hope to grow out of this, right? So that, grow, yeah. that, that this is hope reclaimed. So um there there probably are some marriages that are really cracked and on the brink and yeah. and there's going to be some keys in these series in yeah. the series for how you know, those cracks can be not just sort of patched over, but really welded with a stronger thing. And then every marriage can be strengthened through these principles. Yes. And those that aren't married can find keys to know what they're looking for and how to forge a relationship from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And even and this. even those that will remain single, that they can that Absolutely. they can speak into their into their friends that are married. But I think what you said is so key. I want this to be about hope, that there is always hope. Yep. No matter where you are, what you've gone through, there is always, always, always hope. And no, yeah, it's just, I can't, I can't say that enough that, that even, you know, even if you're separated from your spouse and taking the steps towards divorce if this feels convicting for you if you're like what if we pray together what if we what if we start this if that other person isn't totally on board your heart shift could be the catalyst could be your heart shift your your orientation towards god and towards the heart of the other person the repentance like you said just that turning could be the thing yep so, so I want to, I just want to encourage anybody that's listening to, to, to stop right now and take time and intercede for your spouse, for your boyfriend or your girlfriend for, or, you know, for your friends to, to intercede for these marriages that are, that have happened or that will happen. And the, especially the ones that are, that are on the brink because God wants to heal. Now, he doesn't even want to. He has. He yes. did it two thousand years ago. So to the, sozo is means it means a holistic healing. It's your body. It's your soul. It's your spirit. And that's what yes. that's what he's done. It's over. It's done. So let's step in and receive that. And that's that's really what I want to get across in this: that divorce prevention is possible. Divorce is not God's plan. It can turn into his plan in broken situations like mine. But it's so it's so God's plan to heal and restore marriages. And I I believe that that, you know, I I believe I'm I'm I will be called to marriage again. And I'm all about this. Like divorce prevention. That's I'm not getting divorced again. You better believe it. But yeah. I I I think that 
hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Yeah. Hearing by the word of God. So if the people who are going to be sharing uh, in this series, and every one of them is going to be echoing the word of God, echoing the truth of God, yep. that that faith will come from that. And mm-hmm. I guess what I would say to you know everybody's going to be um, stepping in and listening is to be expecting that these words will create faith. Yeah. And when they create faith, grab onto them. Yes. And believe that you can be pulled forward. We need it. Walking with Jesus is a team sport and we need each other's yes. faith. I was talking to somebody this actually this last weekend. Uh, I was at a men's retreat and um, just it was a, such a sweet time and God was doing great things. And but um, I was talking to someone who was they have so much faith for other people. And I just watching them pray with others hmm. and they're so encouraging, but they're going through a particular challenge. It's very hard for him to believe that that can be for him. Wow. And so I, I was able to just say, you know what? I can believe for that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And you've said that, you've said that to me. Right. Right. You don't have the faith for this, but I will have the faith and, for and, you. And so when when you're listening to this, you may think, I don't have the faith to believe that that's for me, hmm. that God's so good that he could do that. Or you could pray for somebody else for their marriage, but you might have a hard time believing it. Listen to these stories that you're going to hear and let that trigger faith. Yeah. Let other people's faith build your faith. That's why we can't do this alone. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. So I really do hope that this... I hope this series is an encouragement for people and for um, for anyone in any stage of life. And I I may I may sound very intense when I talk about things. It's because I feel very strongly, <laughs> and I feel the conviction that that this is really a message that's that's just so vitally important. Um, because God is so good; He's just so good. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to do with all this like ugh, all this fiery energy that I have. I don't know. I'm just going to start interceding for people. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Dad. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I really hope that you enjoy this podcast series. It's something that is clearly very I'm very passionate about about healthy thriving marriages and and I think that we all we all need that. We all need to take kind of a step back and and understand the seriousness of this. I have a couple things going on within the ministry. We are entering the summer season of my Hope Reclaimed group. So if you are in the Twin Cities and you are a divorced woman or if you're considering divorce or maybe you're separated from your from your husband, I would love for you to come and join the Reclaimed community. It's in this community that we talk about the pain that we've experienced and um, and that what we're going through, but then talk about practicalities. What is God saying in the midst of this pain? And just encourage you that it gets better. So if that's something that resonates with you, reach out to me and I'd love to give you more details about that. Ultimately, there is a restoration, there is healing in Jesus. And whether you see it or not, there is always hope. Because remember, hope is my middle name. Have a wonderful week.